Hey, what's going on, everybody? Last episode of the year. I wanted to leave you guys with something quick other than just saying, you know, Happy New Year. <laughs> but if you're listening to this the first day, Happy New Year's Eve. And anytime after 2021, we made it. You know, God is good. Uh, but I want to leave you guys with, you know, a few things that I, I would hope that could bless you, that you could to process and, and take inventory of spiritually, you know, so that you can grow to your next season. Um, and I think any one of us can find ourselves in any one of these categories, you know. So if a point doesn't work for you, just wait on the next one. Um, but a few things I want to say is number one, any situationship that you know that God wants you out of, that is one of the first things you need to leave in 2020. And when I say situationship, yes, I mean that that baby mama, baby daddy drama, whatever. I don't I don't care, you know, that ex that keeps popping back up, that person that you know you don't need to be talking to and you still flirting with them. You know what? You know who's in your DM and you know cuz you're bored, you're not really feeling them, but you don't want to you don't want to be alone. Everyone else is booed up on the timeline. So you're giving them a little bit of attention. Listen, whatever you are playing around with, leave that in 2020. Um, I think that's important because, you know, we've said it on multiple occasions, but these lukewarm relationships, they're not good for your spirit. Um, if someone isn't saved, the Bible already mentions, you know, Second Corinthians, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Um and he goes on to say that what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness. And I think a lot of times when I tell people don't be unequally yoked, they're just like, ah, but I can get them saved or uh, everybody's in their own point in their walk with God. But that's a dangerous field to play in because while we look at it like, oh, they'll get saved tomorrow. They're just not saved today. God is looking at it like, OK, righteousness is being mixed with unrighteousness. And I'm looking at 2 Corinthians 6 and 14, and it's saying, what communion does light have with darkness? So when God looks at his child and he sees spiritual light, when he sees He sees his chosen, his righteousness, uh, his, his His children, you know, the, the one that he called out, entertaining things of the world, you know, he looks at it strange as though, you know, you don't understand who you are in him because there's no way we will flirt with the things that are aiming to destroy us. And I know many of us, we think, ah, but she loves me. He loves me. You know, it's no big deal. Yeah, they may love you, but sin does not. Sin is always going to be knocking at the door. Um, you know, so if you're in any type of unequally your relationship or a lukewarm relationship with somebody that is in the church, please understand that those types of things, if they're not being adjusted, if the person is not surrendering their life to God, you're going to continue down the same cycle next year, asking God to deliver you from something he never told you to get into in the first place. Asking God, hey, God, can you forgive me? I know we weren't supposed to have sex, but I'm sorry this time I won't do it again. And then you stay in a relationship that he doesn't want you in, and then you go back to the same sexual relationship or the same perverse relationship. You know, the Bible makes it clear, you know, even outside of relationships, you know, but having proper boundaries in general. Um, in Proverbs 1 and 10, it says, my son, if sinners entice you, don't be persuaded. And we see that Proverbs is known as, you know, known as the book of wisdom. And he's telling him, he's telling his son, like, if somebody is trying to encourage you to do something that's going to 
mess up your walk with God, don't listen to them. Um, somebody's encouraging you to do something that's going to corrupt your morals, corrupt your character, corrupt who you are as a person, as an individual, then you don't need to be listening to them. And yeah, there are some people in the world that may not tell you to turn away from God, but they're going to then they're not going to tell you to turn away from church, but they're they're going to want your actions to turn away from God. So they don't mind if you go to church as long as you're still having sex, or they don't mind if we if you know we still attend service as long as we're we're out partying and gambling with them and things along that nature. You know, so if anyone is encouraging you to turn your back on God, just know that that is the direct point to set up proper boundaries. You know, so if you're continuously listening to people that question your walk with God please understand that eventually you will begin to question your walk with God. Because if they're always saying, man, why are you always at church? Eventually you're going to start wondering, man, why am I always at church? <laughs> you know, or if they say, why do you dress like that, man? Show a little bit of skin or, hey, bro, like, come on, bro. Like, come on, fix it up. You know, and, and they always have a problem with what you do, in, you know, in regards to honoring God. And don't get me wrong, living for God is more than what you wear. But that was just an example that just came to my head. But if they're always questioning that, eventually you will question it and you will lower down your standards for them. And that's not something we want to do. The second thing that we need to be, we need to leave. I, mean, I was about to say be leaving. Well, uh, the second thing we need to leave in 2020 is our fears, our anxieties, our worries. You know, 2020 has been a hectic year, you know, but no matter what year we're in, the word of God still stands. And the word of God says in first Peter five and seven, five and seven, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. So when, when we think about putting our cares on Jesus, you know, we hear he cares about us and we lay it down at the altar in prayer and we lay it down in faith. And then we pick it right back up when we're done praying. And, you know, and that's an issue because God is saying, no, throw it down at my feet and leave it there. Trust that God is in control over whatever season, you know, let God give you a new level of peace this year. You know, many times we allow 2020 to shake our faith. We allow 2020 to shake, you know, our beliefs. It shook us to the core in many areas. Many of us, we, we've been declaring God is our healer for years. And when we got sick this year, it was so easy to doubt him. Or when we saw family members and loved ones and strangers even die, we started wondering, like, God, where are you? But I believe God is telling us to leave our fear and our anxiety because his word is not going to change. You know, it's so easy for us to think, oh, well, God was good in 2019. But boy, 2020, man, I felt like God was absent. No, that's not how God works. Hebrews 13 and 8 says that God, Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. And if we even look in the Old Testament, Psalms 119 and 89 says forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven which means is if God declared in his word that he is good, he was good in 2019, he is good in 2020, and he is good in 2021. If God declared in his word that by his stripes, we are going to find our healing, we don't need to worry. We don't need to be anxious for our healing and, man, I hope the doctor gets it right. No, no, no. Even if the doctor got it wrong, our God is still in control. We have to understand that our God is not based off of our emotions. Our God is not based off of our year or our season. But the Lord that we serve is still a faithful God. He's still a consistent God. And instead of you wondering where he is in times of trouble, just understand that whether I feel him or not, I know that he is there. Whether I see him working or not, I know that he's working in the middle of my trouble. Because the Bible says that God is a very present help in the time of trouble, which means if I am facing a storm, 
God didn't back up out of my storm in order to make me go through it by myself. No, but God is in that storm with me. So we have to understand that there's no reason to walk, um, you know, with anxiety or worries. And this is not saying, you know, people that have mental health issues or people that literally struggle with depression, clinical depression, it's not saying, oh, just pray and all your problems go away. Like I'm a firm believer. It's okay to have Jesus in a therapist, you know, but I do want to make it clear that you cannot continually walk with your fear, that baggage of fear, and expect God to remove it from you. No, you need to lay it down in order to experience God's peace. You know, in order to experience God's love, you cannot keep picking up what the world is trying to put on you. You have to know that the God you serve is still good, no matter how the season looks. The third thing I want you to leave behind, and this is definitely speaking um, to myself as well, I felt the Lord really putting this on my heart because I, this has been this has been my issue for a very long time. But the third thing that you need to leave behind is your excuses. I don't know if one of you need to write that down, pause it, rewind fifteen seconds, and just hear me say it again. But listen to me. Leave your excuses behind you. Do not bring them into the next season of your life. Because many of us we don't understand that. God is not limited by what we see, but he's limited by your faith because God is able to heal you if you believe him. God is able to do all kinds of things if you just believe and trust him. We have to leave our excuses behind. The Bible says it like this in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. For God have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And the reason why you need to let go of your excuse is because your excuses are rooted in fear. Every excuse you have, well, I can't do it because I can't, oh man, I can't, um, I can't preach. Who said you can't? Yeah, it's because you're rooted in fear that you have a fear of public speaking or you have a fear of what people are going to think or, oh man, I can't teach a Bible study to my friends at school. Well, who told you you couldn't teach a Bible study? You have fear of being rejected by men when in reality, God is saying that I'm with you, whether they reject you or not. Oh, well, I'll never get married. Who said you'll never get married? Well, they didn't want me in the past. So your fear is that what happened in the past is going to keep happening. Many of you are walking with fear and fear is paralyzing you. So you want God to do something. But the Bible says in James 1, 8, uh, man, let, let me turn there really fast because I don't want to, I don't want to use this word out of context, but the Bible says in James chapter one, um, Verse five, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask God that gives to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and toss. For let, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So God is saying, when you need something from me, ask me, right? He said, I could give you that wisdom you need. I could give you whatever it is that you need. But when you ask me, don't waver. You know, don't don't say, God, I, God, I know you're able, but even if you don't, um, God, I understand. No, no, no. God's saying, when you ask me for something, do you need money? God, I need $100 to pay this bill. If I don't have $100 to, to pay off the rest of this bill, um, I'm getting evicted. No, don't ask God, God, you know, I need a hundred, but if you only give me 20, I understand. No, 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 no. If if you believe that God is able to give you a hundred, don't ask God for eight. 
believe God, believe that God is able to do what he said he can do in his word. And many of us, we're rooted in our fear. We're scared of what may happen, but you have to understand that God is bigger than your fears. We have to understand that God is with us and we cannot allow ourselves to be crippled by fear because the moment we get crippled by fear, we're not serving God. We're serving, we're serving our emotions. We're serving, I don't want to say the devil, but you're not serving God at that point because you're worried about everything other than what God is doing. And the Bible says that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above more than we ask or think, which means you can pray to God, believing him for a hundred and God could give you a thousand. So believe that God is able because the God that we serve has no limits. So there's no reason for us to have an excuse. There's no reason for us to, to limit ourselves. You know, and I believe that many of us, you know, like myself, we've been called to do something for God, but we found excuses on why we can't or why we shouldn't. Some of you, you're like, man, you know, man, I just had sex last week, bro. I don't, I'm not supposed to be out there preaching to nobody. And I get that, you know, if you feel like you're in sin, but please understand that the moment you repent, you turn back to God, he's able to forgive you. You don't need a six month period to get your relationship back with God. No, the moment you repent, God is willing to pull you back into a relationship with him. You know, but many of us, you know, when the work is easy, we're willing to do it. Um, God asks you to give some food to the homeless and you're looking like, OK, I could do that. No big deal. But we have to be willing to trust God when it's a difficult task as well. Like I, I was saying, man, you know, in regards to this this ministry that we have, and I want to be able to do more full time. And I was always making excuses. I don't want to do this because, man, I, I, I'll never want people to get the impression I'm doing stuff for money or, man, I can't write a book because who's going to want to read my stuff or, man, a YouTube page. There's a million YouTubers out there. What's the point of me making YouTube videos? And I had all these things telling me I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Even when Safa and I started getting consistent, Safa's work schedule ended up being hectic. As you guys can obviously tell if you're following the podcast, she hasn't been on in a few months, you know, and we're hoping to get her, um, you know, in the future because I know a lot of you women, especially, you need a woman's perspective. You know, despite me probably saying what she will say, it's better coming from a woman. <laughs> you know, I fully understand that. But what would have happened if when Safa said, you know, I'm sorry, I can't do more on the page that I were to say, well, I guess God didn't call me to start this podcast. Well, I guess God wants me to end the ministry. What would, how many thousands of, you guys have no idea how many messages I get. Like, cause, because I, I may not have responded to you. You probably think I'd never see my messages. Trust me. I see a lot. I just see too many messages, but there are so many people saying that they're blessed by a podcast. Whereas, man, I was just like, hey, hopefully we could bless somebody. Let's do this. I believe God is behind it. But then there's people all over the world saying, man, I needed that episode. Episode one, episode 15, episode 47, episode this, episode that has blessed them. And all of that could have went down the drain if I would have allowed Wasafa's schedule to change to cause us to stop doing this ministry that serves people. You know, many of you, someone's deliverance is contingent upon your obedience. Uh, let me explain. Someone... I will never be able to reach the person next door to you, but you will be able to reach them, right? 
So I will ne- I may never go to your city. Maybe you're in Cali. Maybe you're in Mexico. Maybe you're in Argentina. Maybe you're in Belgium. What, wherever part of the world that you are in, you know. Um, I know a lot of you guys are like, man, Tavares will probably be a blessing if you preach at my church. No, but I, I may never preach at your church, but you might. And it, it matters that you are willing to be obedient so that other people in your church can find freedom. Just like I have to be obedient so that the people listening to this podcast can be willing to um can be able to find their freedom or be able to be encouraged. You know, we need to stop finding excuses. This year, um, I'll just say a couple of things that I'm dedicating myself to. I am going to finish my my first book. I've written books before. This sounds crazy because I published nothing, right? But I've written it and I've never felt like it was time. I've always told myself, no, that's not good enough. No, no one will read that. And you guys that listen to my podcast know a lot of times I don't hold back. Like if if, if God says sin, I'm not going to say, oh, it's it's displeasing the Lord. No, I'm going to say sin. You guys know I don't hold back a lot of times. And, and I know some people, they view it as judgment, you know? To, to each your own. I've, I've even seen people leave those comments inside the reviews, and I understand that. But a lot of times people, they don't need a flattering truth. They don't need a flattering word. They need the truth. You know, and I know I come across as somebody who just says the truth, you know, so I never felt as though I could write a book because I never felt like I would be accepted, you know. <laughs> but what was that talking? That was my fear. That was my anxiety. And that's what I'm declaring that I'm leaving in the past. I don't know what's crippling you, but you need to leave it in the past as well. There's going to be a lot of YouTube videos coming out of this page. There's going to be a lot of podcasts coming out of this page. There's going to be a lot of um, Patreon Bible studies. I'm going to do our Bible studies there because I like it more intimate, um, you know, able to reach our people. But there's going to be a lot of of more ministry coming out of this page. I literally just left my job. <laughs> because I want to do more for this page. I believe God was telling me to get out of my comfort zone, you know? So I'm not telling any of you guys to do that, (laughs) but please stop walking by fear. You know, and, and, um, one thing I, I, I know in regards to this, sometimes we try to find someone else to do it, but bear in mind, God didn't call them to do it. He called you to do it. You know, when God called Moses, Moses thought God should have found somebody that could speak better, you know, but God, basically told Moses that, you know, the person who made, who was the person that made your mouth? I was. So his speech impediment wasn't bigger than God's plan for his life. And I want you to understand that your struggles aren't bigger than what God can do through you either. So you may feel as though, just like me, I was saying, man, I want to make YouTube videos and all that stuff, but I'm doing it at my kitchen table. There are people out there with a whole studio, you know what I mean? And God is like, Okay, so did I call you to a studio or did I call you to preach my word? Um, you know, and that's, that's something that I have to understand that God is calling us to do a work and we don't need to be worried about what everyone else is doing, but we need to be willing to be obedient to the call of God in our lives. You know, when we think about people like Jeremiah, Jeremiah thought that him being too young could hinder him from walking, you know, hinder him from making an impact, you know, but I want you to understand that that didn't limit God in Jeremiah's life either. Jeremiah thought that him being young could 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 mean, oh, people aren't going to listen or, you know, God, what are they going to say? You know, but God told him that I am with you. And I know we have a lot of young people that listen to this podcast, and I want to reassure you guys as well. God is able to do great things through your life. I'm not talking about through your pastor. I'm not talking about through your parents. I'm not talking about through your 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 godly mentors. I'm talking about through you. 
God can use you in elementary, middle school, high school, and college to win souls, to teach Bible studies. I know of some people didn't even reach college yet that won more souls in a Bible study probably than me. And I know I've invited people to church, but it's more than inviting people to church. God is calling us to reach people one-on-one. And I know of a lot of children. I know of a lot of young adults that have managed to teach Bible studies, young ages. You know, So don't worry about where you aren't at the moment, but be willing to do it now. Be willing to give God everything now. So you don't have to be old enough to be used by God. All you have to do is be willing to be available. Be available, and God is able to do something great through your life. And the last thing I want to say that you need to leave in 2020 is an inconsistent walk with God. Everything that I said is of no use if your walk with God is shaky, if your walk with God is inconsistent, if you don't take your walk with God serious. It doesn't matter what all you clean up in your life. You can get the bag. You can get rich. You can graduate from college. You know, you can have everything you want in life. But if you don't have that walk with God, it's all in vain not just because of eternity, but because of what that relationship that God wants with you now, that's not, nothing is worth, you know, sacrificing your walk with God for. You know, the Bible says it like this in Psalms 42, the sons of Korah said, as the heart pants after the water brooks, so pants my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsted for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? So we see that they're talking about a deer panting, after the water brooks, you know, so you have to understand that the deer is more likely running around. And if they don't get to the water, you know, get to the water to drink, they're going to die of exhaustion. And sometimes they're running from an enemy, from some type of dog or lion or whatever, you know, they're just running away from harm's way. And that's where they go to clean themselves off and to drink water and refresh. And that's what that's what the, the those people were saying when they wrote this psalm that they needed God's presence so much that they felt like they were going to die if they didn't have it. They needed God's presence so much that they knew nothing else was sufficient for them. Many of us, we get to the point where as, man, I know God for myself. You know, I'm already saved. I go to church. Man, I, I listen to the Godly Dating 101 podcast, so surely I don't need to do anything else. But no, we have to get to that point where it's just like, God, I want you so bad. Me, I have a problem. First thing I'll do when I check my phone, I'll see a notification and then I'm quick to go, oh, what did that person say? Ah, that was a funny joke. Next thing you know, I'm on Instagram, 30 minutes. Oh, oh, snap, I didn't read my Bible. I hop off. Oh, there's an email notification. Oh, I can't miss this business email. And I respond to an email, not realizing now it's 11, 12 o'clock, didn't spend any time with God. And that's one of my personal issues. I can admit that. I'm not, I, it's, it's a shame. It's not something I'm, I'm proud of. But I'm, I'm going to be honest with y'all because I don't want y'all to ever think that I have it all together and you are the one that's struggling. But it's so easy for us to get to that point where as we feel as though we don't have enough time um, to do anything. But no, you, you may never have enough time for God, but you have to make time. You have to make the time to say, God, well, right now I would have normally been doing this, but this is your time. Because a lot of times we say we don't have the time for things. We still watch Netflix. We're still browsing social media. Uh, a good friend of mine, Landon, I don't know if he's going to listen to this episode. I know he checks out the podcast, but he showed me something. Whereas he's like, I pray an hour a day, but I'm looking like, bro, I don't pray an hour a day. <laughs> you know. And he sent me a screenshot of his alarms. So he has morning, at like maybe noon, afternoon, and at night. 15-minute reminder at every point. 
with 15 minute um he prays for 15 minutes or or reads or whatever at that point in time every time the alarm goes off so obviously he may do more but those alarms are to remind him spend time with god and that's something that i believe that we all can implement because we think that if I set an alarm, then that means oh, I don't love God. It's just a routine. It's oh, that's just so that's so scheduled and forced. No, if you don't set an alarm, many times you won't do it at all. I think it shows that you care about your relationship with God. Just like how when I was dating my wife, I made sure my calendar said, "Oh boy, I better do this by this certain day." You know, that's what we need to do with our walk with God if it's going to help us get to a closer walk with Him. You know, so be more intentional. Set the alarm. Grab a physical Bible so you're not tempted like me to check your notifications. Grab a physical Bible, you know, do whatever you need to do. You know, play more worship music. Um, I know a lot of us, you know, we want to get closer to God, but, you know, like uh, I was literally on the phone with a friend of mine yesterday and he was saying it's still a struggle for him to quit rap music. And I'm like, yeah, it was a struggle for me as well. But at the same time, at some point you have to add more of, you know, godly entertainment in order for you to develop a, a bigger appetite for it. You know, so be more intentional this upcoming year in sharing the gospel and teaching Bible studies. Clean up whatever you need to clean up. If there's some hidden sins in your life, the fact that you're hearing this means God is giving you mercy and grace to repent of it. God is not trying to kill you and send you to hell. I don't know who who teaches that doctrine, but God is not in the business of, oh, oh, is did you? Oh, I just caught you lusting. Okay, boom, send you to hell. That's not how God works. He wants to have a relationship with you, <laughs> you know, so make the time to spend time with God, you know, and turn back towards him anytime you feel yourself straying, you know, but I really thought this episode was going to be short. <laughs> it wasn't, but I'm, 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 I believe that someone was, is going to be blessed by it. So I pray that it's you that's listening. And if it's not you, I pray that you share it with a friend. Um, but the only thing I'll ask you to do in 2021 is take your walk with God more serious. Uh, I don't think anything else we say or do needs to be that greatly emphasized. But there are a lot of things that I plan on doing in 2021. I, I'm i pretty sure I will get Safa back on these episodes soon. <laughs> All my ladies say amen. I know y'all tired of my voice. Um, but it is what it is. I pray that you know this episode encouraged you i pray that you guys keep rocking with us in 2021 um if you are not part of our patreon family do consider joining our patreon helps us set up all these things computers technology pay the people that are going to be editing for us because you guys know i am terrible with this stuff all i know how to do is get the content out there <laughs> yeah so consider joining our patreon um we have a, a giveaway coming for when we hit 50 and i think we're i think we're literally almost at 50 so Go ahead and check out Patreon, show some love, and we appreciate you guys. Be blessed, and we'll see you in 2021. Peace.